Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. That's what this team turns me into, a pure caveman. Like, don't talk to me if you're my friend. Leave me alone. This is the only thing that matters for these three hours. FTP. 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 on the Believe in Monsters podcast. Week number however many. A thousand. Six. Seven. Six, eight. Baby. Week six for, for the NFL season. But uh, what is this episode like? 20, 30 by now? About half a year now, Luke. Almost. Welcome into Believe in Monsters podcast on a victory week. The Chicago Bears defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. My name is Joe Gaither. I'm joined by Chris Krogman and Lucas Barry. You can follow them on the Twitter machine at ShyBears1985 and at LBarry underscore 40. And make sure you follow our podcast at BIM underscore monsters. Underscore pod. Oh, fail. Underscore pod. BIM underscore pod. <laughs> and uh, myself, I am at Joe Gaither6. And uh, we're going to break down a big win over uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. The autumn wind is a raider. But Matt Nagy and crew went, down, went, went, went into uh, the Toilet Bowl Stadium and uh, took care of business. So Roomba. I was, yeah, the Roomba. So, uh, you know, yes, I was the negative Nancy, the only one uh, calling for, for a loss. So I will uh, eat my crow happily, happily. Uh, that I called for a loss, too. I just oh, did you? cover. Mm-hmm. I texted you guys before the game, and then I said, I think the Bears are going to win, but... I did project a loss. Close game. The Bears also fired John Gruden on their way out. How about that? Yes, the Bears uh, were John Gruden's last game. That's crazy. You want to talk about? You want to start right there? Yeah, the game doesn't count because the team wasn't ready because Gruden was a distraction. Obviously, uh, the sure, Bears sure. just the Raiders just sucked because of Gruden, not because the Bears at all. That's one Chris. way to look at things. Chris, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, what's going on, dude? My internet is either effed up or y'all's are or something. I keep like, so I was thinking about plugging in my ethernet, but fuck it. Um, doing well over here on Victory Tuesday. Uh, thinking about all the funny, you know, Roomba stuff you guys just said and, uh, thinking about how they put a giant television on the side of Allegiant Stadium and uh, somebody's saying, (laughs) imagine the last thing you see is Derek Carr throwing an interception before you run into the back of a semi. Uh, I just got a little chuckle out of that, even though it's evil. Uh, But that is exactly what you're asking for is a giant car accident on the 15 running right there through the – 
no. a car accident as you watched Derek Carr throw a pick with his eyeliner? No. But I will talk about Travis Gibson's amazing fucking trolls of all the quarterbacks he sacks and how he uh I don't know if you've seen these on Instagram. Uh shout out to uh Tanner Cole, one of my buddies for posting or for sending this to me, but he was telling me like every week, uh, Travis posts something on Instagram when he sacks the quarterback. So this one was, uh, went out to Vegas and got myself a car spelled C A R R and obviously a picture of him sacking Derek Carr. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, but, uh, I thought the Bears would score a little bit more. Obviously, I projected or predicted a 28-24 victory, a little bit off, but the Bears defense held very strong, uh, only allowing nine points and could have been less if there wasn't some just absolutely ridiculously stupid penalties on that last drive. Uh you know, I was watching a game earlier in the day since we were on later and thinking to myself how often defensive players just they just got to throw people to the ground. They can't just be satisfied with the whistle blowing and stopping the play and whatever. They have to body slam somebody because they're super tough and they got to inflict their pain and their will. And sure as shit, Mario Edwards, Chuck Josh Jacobs. Good for you, homie. Guess what? Cost you 15 yards and a first down. Can I ask you this? If the offensive line starts doing that, would you be okay with it? Yes. I would. Yes. They need to protect Fields. Throw somebody. Depends on the situation. Fields takes some nasty hits, and those linemen just kind of don't do anything. I don't know. Jason Peters leveled uh, old boy. What's his name? Your boy from Bama. Your safety friend. Isn't that guy from Bama? I could be wrong. Abrams is no, from he, Mississippi State. Old, yeah, yeah. Uh, same colors, whatever. Anyway, so Dude, Jonathan Abrams a sore got right now. We can't. Jonathan Abrams got fine. Lit, lit the fuck up by Jason Peters because he decided to hit Justin Fields. And Jason Peters wisely, in his thirty-nine years of infinite wisdom, does it on a legal play instead of chucking a dude after a play is dead. So yes, I'm fine with the offensive lineman executing their punishment the way they do instead of illegally like Mario Edwards did, which was just dumb. I think it was his second stupid penalty of the game, if I'm not mistaken. It was dumb. He got two of them. And the week before that or two weeks before that, I mean, we had Quinn doing the dumb shit on the sidelines at Burrow. So it's a small trend with the defensive line, but it's almost like they're playing at such a high level that I can't be pissed at them. But they do have to cut out the stupid penalties, especially as we get into the meat of our schedule here, starting with the Green Bay Packers. As Joe Gaither stated last week, he doesn't care if the Bears just absolutely suck. Joe would take one win versus the Packers over everything else. Two. <laughs> Two wins, whatever. Uh, this is an absolutely huge week. I mean, we'll, we'll see, man. We're just going to skip over the rest of the Raider game or – no, I'm Jesus, just man. We're six and a half minutes in. We're already on to the I'm, Packers. I'm just, I mean, it's a big week. I'm trying to get Joe. Yeah, fired we up. got plenty of time. I'm Joe's already fired, fired up. up. He doesn't need your help, no. sir. Remember last week when he was telling us that the, this Raiders game meant didn't mean much to him, even if we won. Come on, Jay. You no, I remember he any like inspired. We were talking about no more confidence. We were talking about this six games coming up and and how. 
you know, three and three wouldn't do it for Joe. Even four and two wouldn't do it. The uh, the you beat the Packers. Win I'm had on to board. Come against the Packers, right? That's Matt fine. Nagy, do you want me? Do you want me? You beat the Packers, and I'm on board. That's 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 where we at. What, what's his what's his record with against Green Bay? One and something. One and four. One and five. Probably one and five for what? That's three, no one and probably seven. What is any of the previous coaches' record versus Green Bay? Bad. I was gonna say Jay, very bad. Your favorite was your favorite bear. What's your favorite Bears coach? And their Lovey. record is probably pretty similar. Uh, Lovey, and yes, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, he was just there the longest, and he still lost the biggest games versus them fuckers. Yes, but yeah, he beat him a, hand, a, a handful teams. of times. Not when it mattered. Yeah, I twenty ten. Thank you, God. Anyway, let us enjoy this victory versus the Raiders first. All right, take it. Take, take your victory lap against the hapless Raiders, who are going to be like five and twelve at the end of the year. Let me ask you this, guys. How much do you think the Gruden stuff distracted the Raiders? You know, a lot of the conversation during the game was how out of sync the offense was. Don't put too uh, much there was a lot of that shit. There was a lot of stupid penalties on the on the defense. Uh, of both teams, you know, uh, a lot of just absolutely like I think the, you know, the drop balls could be a, attributed to either fearing the defense was going to light you up because Darren Waller short armed that one over the middle that Roquan looked like he was going to just absolutely annihilate him if he caught the ball. And then you had uh, the Brian Edwards drop, which probably should have, I mean, that should have been caught, but JJ was chasing him. And I think, uh, Either Bush or Jackson was right behind him, uh, so he could have gotten uh, the anticipate anticipatory gene to drop the ball. So I'm not sure if any of those, you know, happened. But uh, you know, I, I just thought crossed my mind. You know, maybe they got a little distracted with the whole Gruden is uh, is what he is. Problems. I really don't like to put too much stock into that because then I feel like you're just discrediting what the Bears did on defense. And I think for once we saw a game where the Bears controlled it on offense. They didn't score a lot of points, but they controlled the game on offense. They held the ball for much longer. The defense was well-rested. And basically what we said last week with Dennis on the show and Joey and uh, Bosa said about Carr, if you hit him and rattle him, He's off his game. We saw him miss some open throws. And then when you have the offense that out of sync, like the defense is being that disruptive and they're just not, their offense isn't on the field that much. It's very hard to build confidence and chemistry together. I mean, we saw it. We saw it on the bears first drive. I mean, they came out just flat, but they got some confidence after a defensive stop and went out there and just turned it around. I mean, it's, it's all about confidence and momentum. And the bears had that for the majority of the game. Kudos to Matt Nagy for that, and kudos to Bill Lazor for play calling, and kudos to the defense for balling out and just backup running backs out of line. Everyone did their job. I mean, like we said, yes, the stupid penalties were there, and yes, I want to see us throw the ball more, but the momentum is what really helped the Bears keep control of that game and win that game. I, I don't put too much stock into the John Gruden Raiders aspect of it. I mean, it could have played a part for sure, but that's What's not the, the reason they lost. Once the game starts, I mean, they're they're, they're pros. They're one, they're not wanting to get hit in the mouth. They're not wanting to just you know lay down. 
so yeah, I, I I think that maybe a little, but not enough to not enough to impact the game for you know how it went. People are saying minutes, no. People are saying that this is one of the Bears' biggest signature defensive wins that they've seen in the Matt Nagy tenure, and I. I tend to agree with that. It was a dominant game on the defensive front. I mean, they were, as they have all year, they were just all over the place. They're hitting the quarterback. Guys are flying around. Guys are getting popped. I mean, the Raiders couldn't run the ball. Nothing was working. I mean, it was just dominant defense. Sean Desai, again, great game plan. On uh, Brandon Staley laid the blueprint the week before, and now teams know how to beat the Raiders. I mean, that's what it is. If you can rush the QB, Derek Carr is not going to beat you. Yeah, it's interesting. They, you know, they shuffled that offensive line around. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a couple to of avoid nice Mac. runs, <laughs> a couple of nice runs to start the game. Uh, but yeah, three more sacks for the Bears defense. They now lead the league at 18 sacks on the year. I think they're one or two ahead of the next in line. Um, you know, yeah, they're they're the defensive line is playing fantastic. Uh, Mac Quinn, Travis Gibson, Max, everybody can play right now. Khalil Mack is absolutely on a fucking tear at this point. He is, he's got to be up there for defensive player of the year. I thought point. he was overpaid and not producing and you know, he's washed. He's no good. The Raiders really won that trade. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. He is, uh, he's being utilized correctly and I would like to see, and we're probably going to see now with Jeremiah Tachu, unfortunately going down with a pec injury that season ending uh, more Travis Gibson, but I would like to see a package of Gibson Mac and Quinn on the field at the same time with Quinn and Mac on the same side. And maybe we have, and I'm just not paying attention enough to those groupings because they always show Quinn and Mac at the same time. And I don't know who the hell's on the other side, but it's been beautiful to watch those two guys on the same side running those T E running those E T stunts, really messing with tackles. I love it. Dude, there's the one play that decides you're up. That was, it wasn't even designed for Mac. It was designed for Bilal Nichols too. It was kind of like a stunt where Mac crossed the face of the D tackled Nichols. And he just hit the offensive guard, like, blocking him out of the way and the guard was so shocked Mac just spun out of it and sacked the car yeah he like knocked him into the center it was beautiful yeah. he pushed but him just so like, hard decide draws up stuff like that all the time it's just beautiful to see after how stale the defense was under Pagano it's just it's wonderful I mean but what happened I mean let's see they they ran a lot of three safety looks and uh DHC comes up with a massive pick I mean Great play. Just fantastic break on the ball. I mean, it's just the guy is pulling the right strings all the time, it seems like, right now. And this defense is, is clicking. Yeah, it's they're 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 playing they're playing their best ball in, in three years, clearly. Um Roquan Smith with another absolutely phenomenal game. Had some really piss poor penalties called on him. That first PI was absolutely ridiculous when you're getting your helmet pulled into another man's chest it's not you know pass interference if you can't get your head around then it's probably it's kind of hard to get your head around especially when somebody else is you know grabbing your head 
uh and then the the legal hit in the end zone um man you know they didn't show enough of it for me to really see if it was you know an, an illegal hit but that third and two or third and one uh play where Derek Carr thought he had a wide open uh, <laughs> option to his left and out of nowhere comes Roquan Smith to come flying in and tackle him and bring him down almost for a tackle for loss that is, that's the kind of all pro uh, type season that Roquan Smith is having and he has evolved into the you know beast in the middle of this defense so not only I you know I mentioned a few moments ago about the Khalil Mack revenge tour you know, this is to me also the Ryan Pace revenge tour. It seems like it seems like basically all the decisions he made, or a lot of them this offseason, have been spot on. I mean, I know Chris, you were. It looks like you were right as of right now. Kyle Fuller is not playing well in Denver, and the cornerbacks we have here are just they're balling. I mean, Jalen Johnson looks incredible. Bill Door has been more than serviceable. This D line rotation the Bears have is absolutely insane. I mean. Angela Blackson is third in the NFL in, in total pressures, which just blows my mind. It's just like we, we were talking about the roster and we were just like, who the F is Angelo Blackson? And then here he is and he's he's freaking just dominating when he's given the chance. And you have Travis Gibson, who is a, a fourth round pick who pays traded up for who looks like he could be a stud pass rusher and is going to get all the run in the world now with Atachu out. I mean, it's just been one after another, this defense looks legit, and the offensive line looks legit. They, they look good. They look a lot better than I thought, and kudos to Mr. Pace. I think he's really starting to turn this team around with some of his decisions. Say what you will about Ryan Pace and his some of his misses, and, the, and there are several uh, high-profile misses, but what Ryan Pace has done really well is decide, you know, once players are in the building, decide their value and decide who we should keep and when we should get rid of them. He's done a really good job of letting go, not re-signing Cam Meredith, even though everybody was calling for that. Just That's just one example. Letting go of Kyle Long, I'm sorry, I love him, but uh, there are several examples of him uh, deciding to let a player go uh, and, and it working out. Bryce Callahan being another. Uh, I, I think he does a really good job of value the players when they're in the building uh, and kudos for for Gibson that's another big find a mid-round find for him uh, that seems to be where he makes his money uh, so I you know I've always been a Ryan Pace stan and uh, so far that's not changing yeah I mean even we just another name is Khalil Herbert I mean he looked perfect great. we, talk, we perfect. talked about it last week we We've been saying this guy has a lot of juice. I think he's better than Damian. Damian Williams is a fine change of pace back. Give me Khalil Herbert on you know most of the downs and put Damian Williams in there on third down or whatever if you need to catch the ball. But Khalil Herbert has some juice, man. He reminds me a lot of Monty. His vision is is great. He was just – I thought he looked awesome. I'm not going to be shocked to see the Bears give him a lot of run moving forward. I mean, he actually had more carries than – than Damian Williams. Yeah, he, led, he, he led the team. Damian 16. He, he and, was rolling uh, toward the end of the game. He led the team with 75 rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he ran downhill very well. He uh, he doesn't dance a lot back there. And if he does, it's, it's very it's few and far between. And he 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 attacks the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. 
the successful running game is when they stretch it out and let these guys pick their pick their hole right whether it's you know continue with the blocking and going outside and taking it upfield when they want to and Williams had some nice carries you know he had that six yard gain when there was like nothing out to the right hand side and he kept stretching it out and found it found a hole out there uh they run up the middle it's it's kind of trash and I know that you can't just run outside strictly you kind of got to run it up the middle every now and again but I would I would still like to see more you know of that outside stretch and let these guys uh cut it back when they want to or continue with the blocking and and stretch it out wide their off tackle numbers are absolutely bananas uh david i was looking at it today and david montgomery uh was averaging like seven yards a carry outside the tackles and then i looked at both williams and herbert for this last game and it's five yards a carry six yards a carry these guys uh these tackles are are blocking well uh the stretch is working well and then what's going to come off of that is awesome play action you know your bootlegs the plays that we've seen aaron Rodgers absolutely kill us on for years uh we're gonna see justin Fields be that, able to do the same type of thing why you're the one who wants to get to the packers so badly but i ain't saying see, that name you will say his name <laughs> fuck that but uh yeah this running back room is is absolutely phenomenal we got to get more out of our our outside weapons and our in our tight ends but you know cole commit had that nice catch to to get a first down uh he he's blocking very well again uh you know (laughs) alex bars you know the usage of alex bars has just been fantastic putting him in as the second tight end putting him in motion (laughs) fucking brilliant Bill Lazor is uh, is is doing a lot of good for this offense. My biggest gripe, and I don't know if this falls on Lazor or Nagy, when the Bears have, you know, the Bears grew that 14-point lead or, or it was, um, you know, late early in the third quarter, and it seems like they kind of let off the gas. I mean, they were just going run, 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 trying to – they were almost trying to ice the game in the third quarter. I mean – I get it. You got a young rookie QB. Your defense is balling, but Still I would like this, the game. I would like to see the Bears not always just put the game in the defense's court and go out and win the game on offense. I mean, they obviously did that at the end of the game where Fields made those nice passes, but but they put him in a position where he had to, you know, instead right, right. of where he show where some you had the trust, show some trust in your rookie and get him get him those passes earlier. Playing with the lead is fine. You just sometimes you just got to go for the kill and kind of just just go for the throat. You can't just keep trying to to you know chew clock and, and win games that way. And I mean, I get it. it; it works. And you know, you have a young QB, and it's you know you don't want him to make a mistake. But certain points in the game versus better teams, you're going to have to go for that kill shot. You're not going to be able to just run and punt, and then you know defense is going to stop him every time. It's just not going to work like that. But you know, that's that's probably my biggest gripe. I mean, I think the offense played well, although, like I said, and that translates to more points. You're going to put up more than 17 points if you're doing that, um, you know, going for the kill shot. Because we've seen the Bears, this trend where they get in the end zone early, and then it's just the passing is almost an afterthought. Yeah, they coast. 
and and i they even like that's even when they get more conservative with the run game you know they stop that that stretch zone stuff and they start there was more runs up the middle i'm guessing as they had the lead than there was when they didn't and that seems to be what they were doing is just running it into the back of their offensive line not throwing the ball and we don't throw the ball on first down enough you know we need to throw the defense for a loop a little bit and and throw on first down and throw on those those earlier downs something i thought that was interesting that i don't know why you know why they're not doing it but as of right now the bears are not running many rpos this year i think they ran 10 all season and that's kind of justin fields bread and butter that's what he did very well at ohio state and teams like the falcons with matt ryan have more freaking marble legs matt ryan who doesn't run at all is running more rpos than the bears they need to incorporate that more in their offense i think moving forward uh i mean we'll see that once when they're playing these better teams they're going to have to change their game plan slightly i don't think they're going to be able to just kind of like i said chew clock all game defense isn't going to be able to stop these high-powered offenses all the time like they are now I don't know about uh, the RPO. Uh, I mean, I don't know that you need to keep to run it. I know it's a it's the modern offense, and like we love it, you know, because it's cool because it really puts defenses in bad positions. Uh, but as a quarterback, if you're trying to break him in, I know Fields did very well with that at Ohio State. Uh, but I think you know, ease into that, ease into that. Let's run some offense. I like what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and of course you got to add wrinkles to it and, 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 you know, you can't be, stay, 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 I'll stay the same. Uh, but I'm not sure if, I, if I'm ready to see uh, Justin Fields fully with, with a lot of RPO action. I would at least like them to see him. I mean, obviously I know he, he got a little banged up on that one because his knee landed awkwardly, but I would really like to see him run the ball more. I mean, sometimes I think he is thinking too much about the, you know, looking downfield and making that big play all the time where sometimes I would just like to see him scramble for seven or eight, run out of bounds and, you know, make it a third and short. Um, It's just even the play he got hurt. I mean, if he, if he just tuck it and ran instead of looking for that second read, that guy doesn't touch him at all. And he's easily past the first down marker. So I understand, you know, the misconception about Justin Fields is that he is he he is extremely mobile, but he is not a run first quarterback. He does not look to scramble. He reminds me it reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson does not look to tuck and run. He is looking for that kill shot every time and if he has to run, he will, but that's the same kind of quarterback Justin Fields is, but and maybe it'll come with time, but I would like to see him incorporate his mobility into his game just a little bit more there just to pick up some easy gains get keep the chains moving stay in front of the sticks so you, are you are you saying two things are you saying you want to see more read option or more rpo because it's two different things i would like to see more rpo because i think that's what he does well but in general i would like to see him just run the ball more even if it's just designed qb runs or plays past plays where he has the okay to just take it and run if nothing's there within you know immediately i just so think there it, was a good i i just think you need to make teams i mean i think teams do respect his legs but i think you need to make them pay for slipping up on plays whether or not because if you're not if you don't have a guy who on someone who runs a 4-4 at all times he will burn you eventually he's going to break one of these 
it, it'll happen in time. Yeah, I think as he adapts to the speed of the game and just to the NFL and, and, and the offense and gets more comfortable with everything, those you know scramble plays will happen. Uh, as far as the RPO stuff goes, the – so Nate Tice, uh, Mike Tice's kid um, – talked on the Hogan Johns podcast about fields and RPO and how that really wasn't going to work for him in the NFL because of his, you know, delivery and how he brings the ball back pretty far and, and doesn't can't really, you know, fake that read and then throw it as quickly as you would need to for RPO. And not to say that he can't do it, not to say that it won't work, but I just think the speed of the NFL kind of lends to that narrative uh, but I would like to see him use his legs more. I'd like to see them stop doing that stupid, you know, quarterback sweep or whatever the hell and run, run some different uh, design quarterback runs. They finally ran a QB draw. And if instead of spinning, he would have just, you know, gone to ran. his right. Yeah. He, I think he, I think he goes, you know, I think he goes for yeah. like another six or seven yards at least. Um, but he wanted to spin out of Abrams and Abrams lit him up for it. And he almost threw up on the sidelines, but he'll learn it'll come. I mean, he's not gonna, you know, he's not going to get away with that in the NFL and he'll, he'll understand that. So don't be Joe Burrow fucking bonehead. You got a throat contusion, man. He's I don't even know what that is, but he took he the just... Packers down his throat is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Using that P, using that P word too much, Chris. Peckers? I said Peckers. I didn't say Packers, Joe. Dude, who was the guy on the the guy in the broadcast? Uh, he kept saying uh, his name is Matt Neggy, not Naggy. As <laughs> <laughs> a family name, not a you know not Neggy. His name is <laughs> Thyson and Thiesman and Good God. His name is Matt Neggy. <laughs> Neggy. All right. I, I have a, these. I'm so sick of these jabronis on Twitter who, anytime the Bears' offense stalls out for two plays, they're just like, Nagy's calling the plays again. I know it. Shut up, you freaking idiot. Yeah, they're bouncing back and forth. It's like, hey, I'll take they're a just, play. You take a play. But whenever it's good, it's not Nagy. But when it's just bad, it's it's always Nagy. It's definitely it's just, Nagy. Somebody. Somebody was trying to say it was it was so funny, and the, you know credit to the, whoever was tweeting about it because he was he was definitely taking all the feedback and and saying okay that makes sense, but he was like oh yeah Nagy's calling the plays and he's like he says like nah bro that makes no sense because of this this and the other thing, and one guy was like no man this is Bill Lazor this is why he ended up being a quality control guy at Penn State for two years and that kind of <laughs> hurt <laughs> I was like ouch this is the guy that's supposed to be the savior and he's he was like no man this is this is who bill laser is uh don't don't you know doesn't mean that he doesn't have his faults as well but i think it was uh i think it was lester wilfong who did a like a tape breakdown of you know all the times that matt Nagy was caught talking into his headset and what was happening on the field and it was all no chance in hell he was calling plays it was like after a point after or like the pat it was uh you know after they had broke the huddle when andy dalton was in there it was you know a couple other times so i think no, i like matt, go ahead i think i like ceo matt Nagy. 
I, I think, you know, he said something after the game last week where it was the most involved with the game he's felt. It was the greatest he's felt uh, it, it, being involved in the game. And it's like, hey, yeah, when your head's not up your ass, a.k.a. in your pl- play sheet, and you're not all up on your own narcissistic bullshit, you're a pretty damn good coach, you know? You can motivate your guys. You can good be leader. more involved. You can be the leader that you're supposed to be. You can delegate responsibilities. Uh, you can, you know, see what's happening on the field instead of on your play call sheet, which is static and not moving. So, yeah, I CEO Matt Nagy is is much more likable. He was pumped after this Raider win too. They were all pissed off about that England. Loss. They should have been. They got punked. The, the, yeah. the Raiders went whatever, how many hours across the, the the Atlantic Ocean and punked our Chicago Bears. So I felt really good about kind of. I, I don't know if we punked them back, but we definitely out-physicaled them and, and, and really uh, controlled the – that aspect felt good because two years ago I felt like – I felt like a little bitch watching our team get well, pushed around the field up in, in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, Joe, to be fair, I mean, I think – you know, you see it even a lot on Twitter. I, you know, a lot of the Raiders fan base is almost broken from this loss. I mean, there was a lot of Raiders fans who didn't want to admit they lost to the Bears. They're just like, oh, the, you know, the refs did this and that, and the Bears suck, and they didn't deserve to win. They lost because of Gruden. Da, da, da. The Bears really did some did a number on them and, and their fan base going into this for a team that thirty seven you know, rushing attempts for the Bears. Bam, 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 right at your face. It, it's the same. It's. It is so ironic that the same way the Raiders fucked us over, we just did. We did it to them. I mean, they yeah. couldn't stop the run game. <laughs> they couldn't stop the run game, and they couldn't do anything on offense. I mean, it was just it was basically what the what happened to the Bears in London, exactly. And this year, the the Bears were the underdogs. Back then, the Bears were favorites. You know, oh, Raiders should win this game at home, blah, blah, blah. All this talk about the Chiefs being bad. You know, the Raiders can compete, da, 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 da. Well, you just got a wake-up call. You're not very good. You might be – you're a decent team. I don't think the Raiders are as good as the record, but it was a good wake-up call. I think the, this Bears team is better than people think. You know what, Lucas? The Bears what? are winning this week. Whoa. The Bears are winning this week. Oh man, there it goes this week. Well, let's uh <laughs> the Bears are winning this week. I'll hear yes. nothing else. We can dive right into it because you know what? I do the Bears are doing well what the Packers don't do well. So this will be very interesting because the Packers are terrible versus the run. Batiar, you can't hold both Quinn and Mac. <laughs> it's happening. Packers run defense is bottom ten in the league. And Bears run offense is number eleven in the league right now. There's um, nothing. There's nothing I would love more than to out muscle them off the field. Oh that's my gosh! What, it could be seven to nothing, and I would be ecstatic. <laughs> ecstatic. I mean, so let's let's look at what the Packers bring to the table. They, the Bengals took them to the wire, and you know I don't like saying, "Hey, we beat the Bengals, so we should beat the Packers." It doesn't really work like that. But I don't think the Bengals are that great of a team. And they took them to the wire. Was that game Was that game in Cincinnati or Green Bay? It was in Cincinnati, right? Uh, yeah, in Cincinnati, yes. Yeah, yeah in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Tough road game. I mean, the Bengals' defense has been playing well this year. Um, pff, the name of the game is stopping Devontae Adams. 
I mean, we can, you know, Rodgers is, is the man. He's going to do what he does. But you, can you stop Devontae Adams is the question. I mean, Chris, what, if you're Sean Desai, what are you doing this week differently to stop that man? We know he doesn't normally shadow Taking a knife to his ankle. <laughs> we know he normally doesn't shadow his corners, but how do you slow him down? I mean, the the thought of Devontae Adams lining up on Duke Shelley keeps me up at night. Yeah, I'd bracket him. I mean, I'd just put Shelley under and, and Jackson over or, put, or Gibson. I think, think we see a lot of three safety looks again this week. I think it's possible, you know, DHC, Gibson, and and Bush rotating in and out uh, opposite of Jackson. Um, You know, your three safety look is a good hybrid when it comes to, you know, stopping both the run and the pass. And I think that, uh, you know, you got to slow Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon down as well. Aaron Jones is having a good year. Uh, but the name of the game is stopping Devontae Adams. And I think, you know, the only one that's really going to cover him one-on-one is going to be Jalen Johnson. I think Vildor could probably hold his own, uh, but I think he could still use some help. But as far as, you know, what the Packers are going to try to do is line Devontae up in the slot and get that mismatch against Shelly or, you know, anybody else who, who's trying to cover him in the slot. I think we ended up having a linebacker on him one year, uh, and, and that just didn't work out. It might have even been Kwiatkowski, and that was just ugly. So uh, There was that time Trevathan almost killed him. I yeah, hope he does was... it again. Worth every penny. Get out of here, Joe. It's I'm sorry. Fun. I am that I I am that toxic fan with one team. Like you know, every, everybody knows I'm uh, you know right here in Tuscaloosa and oh Iron Bowl, Auburn, LSU, Tennessee. I don't care about them. They don't bother me. Vikings, they don't bother me. Lions, they don't bother me. Whatever, it's fine. They win or lose to the Vikings, the Lions. Like you know, you take it as you go. No, 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 no. Not with. That fucking team up north that makes me want to pull my hair. I might be bald on next week's episode. I might be. Enjoy the crew. I uh, yeah, you look like Matt Nagy. Nagy. <laughs> I've been able to disassociate myself with my with my teams uh, over the course of years, like to realize, oh, it's just a game. Oh, it's just a game. Win or lose, but not this game. Not Come on, Joe. Uh, we, for, we don't we don't wish harm, Joe. No, I do. I I I <laughs> no, I absolutely do. If Aaron Rodgers takes a step out of the bathroom tonight and tears his ACL, I will do a dance. I will do a dance and I will be happy. Are his floors very slippery or like how's he doing this? <laughs> Tearing yeah, his ACL? It it happens. D- Danny you know, Trevathan but, comes out of the shower. Ba- well, you know, was a, a, a baseball player stepping out of the shower recently, uh, t- rolling on an ankle. I don't need him to tear his ACL, but roll your ankle. I don't care. I'd love to see uh, see you with Jordan Love against these Bears. Oh, was it uh, Brandon Marshall that uh, is it slipped on a McDonald's wrapper or some shit and hurt himself <laughs> while he's in Denver? If, if Danny Trevathan gets himself kicked out of this game because. He, he 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 takes out one one of their other guys. More power to you, Danny Trevathan. You're a great bear. You know who's like, gonna kill us, right? It's Aaron it's Jones. Fucking, no, it's no, that little corn fucker. Cob, Rand, it's that little fucker, Randall Cobb. Yeah, it's the fucking buttery Cobb, dude. I'm not scared of no fucking running back, dude. 
Bears isn't going to do shit versus Roquan. I guarantee you they won't do anything. They will not run. The Bears' run defense is, is good. Yeah, yeah. They, it they, is. Should, they should Goldman, get Hicks back, Hicks back this week as well. They're I am not there. worried one bit about Dylan and or Jones. It's, it's that fucking, it's Adams. And if you cover Adams, it's going to be the fucking bear killer himself, Corn Cobb. He's going to fucking butter us up and call us Sally, dude. I am so scared of that motherfucker. You don't so, understand that that dude haunts us. Honestly, two 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 of the two of the happier days of my life in the last handful of years. In the last was, was when in, he became a Texan. In the last in the last six years, honestly, in the last six years, the Bears have beat the, the, the that team up north twice. Thanksgiving, the Jay Cutler game, and then twenty four seventeen winning the NFC North uh, a couple years ago with with Mitchell Trubisky, like. Those two days, they are vivid standout days. I don't have a great memory. I don't have a really great memory of specific days in life and happy memories in my life. Those two days, oh, I remember. I remember yelling on Thanksgiving night. Oh, my gosh, that big old turkey that Tracy Porter and J.J. Cutler were eating. Jay didn't want anything to do with it. Oh, such a happy memory. Wasn't that a, like a Brett Favre? It was his retirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was. It's like retiring his number or some something like that. No, you know, Matt Nagy, I'll be on your side if you win this game. I will be on your side, and I'll and I'll defend you all the way up until what is it, week 11, 12, 13, when we I play you again? I thought it was late. Yeah. And you're back on trial. You're back on trial in that game. <laughs> Sorry, that's just is what it is. Sorry to tell you, Joe. I don't think they're winning twice. I know they're not. Uh, I mean, let's if, be honest. If they they're win, not. If they win once, you got to be fair to Matt Nagy and give him credit. Matt Nagy, sorry. Oh, Nagy. if if he wins this Sunday, I'll be singing his praises. I'll be singing his praises because that man will have made me a listen, happy man. If the Bears win on Sunday, Chris and I are gonna write a a nice song that you're gonna have to sing on air next week. Be happy Nagy. to. I, I would love it. I would love it. I, I will be do nothing more than to praise Matt Nagy with our own Believe in Monsters original song. If you beat those motherfuckers, oh my god! What rhymes with Nagy? <laughs> Peggy. <laughs> uh, gonna have Joe Beggy. Hey, that's fine. I will sing anything you write if we beat the Packers. I will sing anything you write if we beat the Packers. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know. That so Joe, how do we win the game? How do we win the game? You, I mean, first off, you have to get to twelve. You have to. You have to get to twelve with four or less. You, you, you cannot go five or more. Uh, you have to go four or less and. You kind of got to get a good whistle. We all know that with with, with the offensive line, uh, you know they hold on, they hold on every play. You're not going to get every call. Uh, that's just what it is. Uh, you, you have to get to him with four. And if you get to him with four, and you go to what you guys were saying, bracketing Devontae Adams, then you have your, you give yourself a chance. You really do give yourself a chance there. I, I am worried that, that Aaron Jones will be this, that straw that, stir, that stirs the drink. But as you said, uh, Luke, and you're absolutely right. Chicago Bears giving up only 103 rushing yards a game on average. Uh, so he's not the big, he's not the scariest figure. A lot to of me. that was so, inflated by that stupid Browns game too, where they were on the field for the whole fucking game. So yeah, yes, completely. I, I, am more worried about Aaron Jones out of the backfield. I'm more worried about him kind of not, not as a rusher, but just 
a little, oh, shoot, here comes the pressure. Let me drop it off to Aaron Jones. He's right next to me. Uh, but 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 that's just because I'm a worry wart. That's just because I'm like, oh, what can what can mess with us? I think that could mess with us. Uh, but it, but to win the game, you get to Aaron Rodgers with four or less. And what else do you do? You protect the ball on offense, and you keep running the same sort of offensive schemes that we've that really we saw against Cincinnati, we saw uh, against Detroit, we saw you know uh, last week with, uh, with with Las Vegas. I mean, you add some wrinkles to it, but but what you you put the game in the hands of the offensive line. You 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 throw Alex Bars out there as an extra tight end. Bully him around. You you, you make them man up. Uh, and, and you see what 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 Khalil Herbert and and, uh, and Williams, Damian Williams, can do for you. And then, and then you mix in Justin Fields, play action pass down the field. I really like what they've been doing the, over the last couple of weeks with Darnell Mooney. Um, so. Is there a path to victory? Yes, there is. And I don't think it's that unlikely. Uh, you look at who the Packers have played over the last couple of weeks. What, their best win is against the 49ers? That's great. You beat the 49ers. You beat the Steelers. Big deal about that. You beat the Lions. Big deal about that. Like, there's not a win on here that's impressive to me except at 49ers. Uh, other than that, I think this team's right for the taking. Chris? Yeah, I, I was the the way to beat the Packers is is let's be let's you know we need to be physical we need to be physical against that defense physical dominate the line of scrimmage uh, continue to run the ball well and and use play action and take those shots we absolutely I'm, I'm hoping that you know that's what Lasers kind of been saving this the, the some of the boot stuff and some of the play action rollout stuff uh, for is for this game. Um, because everybody wants to beat the Packers in this division. They've owned this division for, well, fuck, we'll just say my entire life. Um, but you're old too. I'm old. I'm old as dirt, it's, man. It's and they, been a while, man. So they, I was talking to a Packers fan today. I just happened to work with. Aren't they uh, the most spoiled motherfuckers in the world? The best thing, the, that's the best part about and it. And they the think everything's day. against them. They think everything's uh, against them. Yeah, there are I'm a lot. Sorry. Of Go ahead. There Go are ahead. a lot of silly Packer fans who think that the refs don't, you know, think Bakhtiari is holding on every play. But uh, you come back to this. This actually, this Packer fan was actually pretty level-headed about the whole thing. With you know, they have had 26 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and Jordan Love just by. Uh, odds is is bound to be terrible so um yeah is that what the, that the, what the fan said is that what the Packers yeah, fan said that, that is what he said he was like yeah just by just by sheer odds jordan love is is bound to be terrible if he's good then you know something something fishy's happening but uh 26 years of hall of fame, hall of fame quarterbacks is uh something else and i wish uh i wish the bears would get just a little bit of that so hopefully justin fields is that person and I think we can win this game by keeping Rodgers off the field, playing good defense. Their offensive red zone numbers for the Packers aren't great. They're bottom third of the league. They're 20th or 22nd, I think. Bears red zone defense is top three in the league. Uh, we've seen that week in and week out. They've let teams get down into the red zone, and then they absolutely lock it down. And as I think back you know, uh, on – the Vic Fangio days and things like that. That's exactly what they did. You know, they just mixed in a hell of a lot more turnovers. So 
I think you're you're seeing that more with the side now. I think this is like uh, three games in a row with a turnover. So I think we're going to continue to see that. As do we turn we over twelve? Do we turn twelve over? Because yeah. you know he doesn't like to throw interceptions. He does well, this year. We'll get uh, one in the red zone. One. In the red zone is when it's key. If he he is probably the absolute best quarterback ever at not turning the ball over in the red zone. Uh, the things we need to do is not and not be stupid. We cannot have stupid penalties. We cannot play stupid. We got to play discipline, discipline football. Look at this. What am I holding up, Joe? Right two, here, the key to game. What two, am I holding up? Two, 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 two. The Bears win this game if they have two explosive plays down the field for touchdowns. Two. If they can score twice on big chunk plays. Big pass plays, the Mooney or Robinson or Goodwin, any of them guys. Two big plays, the Bears will win this game. I'm telling you, I think they can control the game with their run game. We've been saying it, this Packers defense is very susceptible to the run. Khalil Herbert, uh, Williams, more than capable running backs. Offensive line blocking great. Packers defensive line, I mean, nothing to write home about. I mean, they're just... They're all right. It's it's an all right unit. I think the same game plan you employed versus the Raiders will be fine this week. But two, I'm giving the Bears two. They need two chunk plays down the field. They need two plays where Justin Fields uncorks a bomb and connects for touchdowns. And I think the Bears will win. I think the defense will show up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get his. Devontae Adams is going to get his. Limit the other players. If you can take Aaron Jones... If you can eliminate Aaron Jones from this game and, and slow him down in the run game, right? The other thing the Packers have always beat the Bears doing is with, I mean, Chris, you just said this, the red zone numbers, right? The Packers traditionally, when they play the Bears, always, always, always find some busted coverage and huge effing plays that are just backbreakers. If the Bears play defense and make them... Chris think, freaking Conti! Listen, man, if the Bears play defense and limit those chunk plays, obviously easier said than done. Make them. Give them their easy completions. Do not let them get behind you for these massive plays. If you make teams go on long drivers, this defense, they will get stopped eventually or they will make a mistake. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but if you keep him on the field, you're going to get to him. You're going to get home. You're going to get a strip sack. Good things happen if you keep making them run plays. Do not give them free home run plays like we've seen the randall cobbs of the world that cannot happen you know it absolutely cannot happen but two like i said the bears need to connect on two huge pass plays i'm going to say over 30 yard touchdown bombs play action goodwin mooney your fast players they don't have jair Alexander. it's more than possible we saw jamar chase do it joe burrow under threw the ball by like 10 fucking yards and they still scored a touchdown off a great catch Two big chunk plays. The Bears can win this game. And that's not, I, I'm going to leave it at that. I think it's possible. They just they have to let Fields uncork it at the right time and connect on it. They can't miss. Am I asking Yo, too much? Do you think it's possible? No. I think I think one's possible. I think two is asking. I think two is is probably not going to happen, but it could. Do you, do you agree that they is... probably win if they connect with two? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, because the rest of the time they'll spend running the ball. Um, we didn't really talk about Jakeem Grant. I know he did some kind of boneheaded things, but nope, I love it. 
that guy is so damn fast that it didn't really matter. Uh, running a punt out of the end zone is absolutely boneheaded. I don't give two two fucks, man. That guy, that was dumb. But he's there to impress his new team. He's fast as lightning. He's uh, you know twenty five miles an hour runner. He he's he's lightning fast. So. Uh, you saw him on offense a little bit, which was interesting. He had they had him lined up in the backfield, and uh, I wish Fields would have hit him on this flare route that he ran. I think I can't remember where the ball went, but I think it was an incompletion. But he had Grant open to his right for for a little bit, and if he hits him, and Grant in the open field on on a little flare route out of the backfield is super dangerous. I could see something like that going for big plays. Laser being able to utilize his talent is uh, around him is something that Nagy just doesn't do very well, and Laser does pretty freaking well. So I think you're going to see Jakeem Grant bust a big play this week, either on special teams or, or maybe out of the backfield. I'm going with Goodwin for that. That's my kind of guy that I think well is is due for a big one, and I think he'll get it this week. I'm going with Goodwin having a a, a big play, having one of those big plays I just talked about. Um, I mean, what? I had I had a thought in my head and it just evaporated into thin air. Joe, what are you? Who who is your guy on offense that you think needs to step up this week for the Bears? Obviously, we have Justin Fields. I he's out of play. We know he needs to play well. Who else? I mean. I think the obvious choice needs to be A Rob. This we That's need... what I was thinking. That's that's who I was thinking. You gotta He's get A Rob involved. Too. He's due. He's your best player, your best receiver, your best weapon on the outside. You haven't really got him involved in the in, in any game plans with Justin Fields, which which is, that doesn't bother me. But but playing against uh, an important opponent, you have to get your your playmakers involved. You have to get uh, Allen right. And, and even if it's not down the field, getting him in a touchdown, it was those. You remember the plays that Trubisky loved him with the eight yard little hooks, the little seven yard little hooks, the little five yard little stop routes. That's fine. Get him involved. Get him into the game, and, and then you can work him down the field, and you can work him on other routes. But but I haven't seen him as much as I would like be involved with Justin Fields. Um, I, I don't need I don't need to go down the field uh, for, for for big chunk plays. Um, but I'd like to see him be a consistent weapon in the passing game. Yeah, and it almost feels like like I know with at least with Nagy, there was just designed plays where it was like, "This is your read. You're going to a Rob. He's touching the ball in this play." With laser, it's more like the passing game is more open choice. I mean, they need to, like you said, design plays to get Allen Robinson the ball in his hands and just see what happens. Obviously, without Alexander, you know, there's some room to work there. A-Rob really needs to step up this week. I mean, I, I don't even fully fault him for not putting up the numbers that we expect just because the Bears haven't been passing as much and it's a new quarterback, but it's up to the offensive coordinator and, and Matt Nagy to, to manufacture touches for Allen Robinson, in my opinion, this week. If it's not Allen Robinson, then really I'm thinking about uh, I'm really thinking about whoever's playing running back, Herbert and, and Herbert and Williams. You know, you've got to 
make positive plays, keep us on schedule. Now, a lot of that's the offensive line, but you have to keep us on schedule against Green Bay. Uh, we talked about a little bit of, with the Raiders game, keeping uh, control of the game offensively. I, I think, you you know, the, the onus falls on the running backs to make sure we're getting three to five yards a pop, you know, and, and staying on schedule, staying out of third and 12, staying out of third and 10, really even third and nine. Uh, but, but if it's not Allen Robinson, my next big X factor probably goes to the running back room. Yeah, I think Khalil Herbert and, and Damian Williams have another solid week. Um, we'll see if they play Ryan Nall this week. Who do you guys think they're going to bring up from the practice squad to fill the uh, Mario? They already, not Mario. They already they brought, brought up somebody. They brought up Sam Kamara. I was just going to say, I bet Sam Kamara gets snaps this week. And I know we like Charles Snowden, um, but honestly, I just don't think the kid's ready yet. I think he's going to, I think the kid puts on some weight. And he'll, he'll maybe a redshirt year form. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Sam Kamara looked really good in the preseason, and at from that outside linebacker spot, I think he, you know, there was some per, Pernell McPhee comparisons in the preseason, and I think, uh, hey, maybe he gets some snaps, maybe he makes some noise. That'll be that'll be pretty interesting. Um, man, I'm I, ex- I am I'm excited for Travis Gibson. Man, I am super stoked for this guy. Yes. He's earned he's earned his snaps and he's not gonna be a full time starter, but he's gonna get way more run now with Hitachi down. I'm so excited to see this kid play. I think the sky's the limit for him. I, I, I honestly I didn't realize he was this good until I seen him play this preseason this year and I'm just like, Wow. It's I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see him. He deserves it. Yeah, I can't wait to see his Instagram next week to see what he tweets about sacking Aaron Rodgers. Man, if he, if he if he had a multiple sack game, that'd be that'd be awesome. He'd be Joe's hero. He'd be like all pro Travis Gibson sacks Aaron Rodgers two times. I'll buy his jersey. I almost bought a Leonard Floyd jersey off that one sack. <laughs> I, I real, I mean, I mean, Leonard Floyd, the the the, the that team up north killer, and. I'm, I'm sorry. This is just where you make your legacy as a player, uh, both as a coach as a, and as a player. And over the course of my lifetime, most of the legacies have been... And, and, I, and we got to change that. We got to change that. It would be really interesting to see a change of the... A changing the of the tie. Yeah, a changing of the guard on field's very first home start against the Packers. Amen. Oh to, to amen. switch the the switch this rivalry back to, to the Bears side. I think it's uh it's probably a, it's probably a little early, but I think this is a very See, winnable game. It's a little bit unfair though too because a lot of it's gonna if they don't let I mean if they come out with a conservative game plan, I don't know. They there's gotta be a point where you, you come out in that T tra- formation. You take the training wheels off, right? And you say, we need to win this game. And you just let him sling it. And you say, hey, you're going to make some mistakes, but you just go out and do your thing. And I remember what I was going to say earlier. You know, this is, I think, you know, we were obviously very hard on Matt Nagy earlier this season. Because what happened? You know, everyone, you know, Andy Dalton 
he names Andy Dalton the starter, and we're just like, you know, is Fields ready? Is he not ready? You need to play him, blah, blah, blah. These past few weeks showed us that you can bring this kid in and play him and still have him not make mistakes and grow every week, and you can still protect him while playing him. And with Bill Lazor calling plays, that's exactly what they've been doing. And now I feel so much more confident that these meaningful games in December and January, this kid is going to be so ready for and so good for just because he has this playing experience. And, you know, obviously we were all super hard on Matt for his decision. I'm not saying it again. We're super hard on him for his decision, but it's just like – this is exactly what we were all talking about. You can bring this kid in, and he can play well. And, yeah, I don't care if he's only throwing for 111 yards. He didn't make a mistake. And you know what? That's more than, you know, Zach Wilson has fucking 10 picks on the year. Trevor Lawrence is – is they're, they're just in such bad situations. They're forced to throw, and they're getting killed, and they're just – I don't see growth in that. Like, you're making – you're just making compounded mistakes because your team is so bad that you're just fucking heaving prayers down the field to win games. The Bears team is decent enough to bring Fields along and develop him. And I don't know, but I guess what I'm saying is this is what we were saying all along, and it's great to see now because down the line, I've seen people say this on Twitter, if the Bears can manage to get out of the six-game stretch, if they win two or three, they go three and three, this is not going to be a team you want to play when it gets cold out, when they get Montgomery back, when Fields has experience. If they make the playoffs, man, you are not going to – if they are the seven seed, you are not going to be the, be the one that's that two seed playing Justin Fields in the playoffs with that, you know, with that much experience. So we'll see. But at a certain point, you do have to take the training wheels off. And, uh, you know, if the Bears somehow get into a shootout, you cannot call a conservative game. you got to let the kids sling it. I, I believe in him. I mean, he's made – we saw him make big-time throws last week. If the Bears can run the ball effectively, those throws will be there. Let them sling it more. Let's see it. I think you're going to need that this week versus Green Bay. Is it time to predict the game, or you got some more for me? Because I, I, I don't have anything more other than meatheadedness, other than, other, other than just caveman. Because that's what this team turns me into, a pure caveman. Like, don't talk to me if you're my friend. Leave me alone. This is the only thing that matters for these three hours. So, so Chris, I'm deferring. Do you have any other intellectual analysis for for, for our listeners? Because I'm giving them absolutely nothing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like uh, Luke mentioned earlier, they are down a key defender in Jair Alexander. They also don't have one of the Smiths. Uh, I can never remember which one's which anyway, so... um, Z, I think, is out. Z is out. That's that's unfortunate. Um, I think uh, I think the Packers are susceptible. This uh, this roster isn't fantastic, uh, but they do have Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, Aaron Rodgers is good and playing at a, a extremely good level. Uh, but the Bengals, you know, took him to the took him to overtime last week. Uh, Mason Crosby, Mason Crosby had one of his worst weeks of his life but i swear we see this mason crosby game at least once every three years where he's like missing extra points missing 30 yarders missing 40 yarders uh but no i don't other than that joe i don't have anything other uh any other as insightful analysis for you my friend 
All right, so before we pick the game here, I'll go over the uh, the current lines here on FanDuel Tuesday night. Uh, so Packers at the Chicago Bears. We four and a half, right? Bears are plus four and a half. So on a neutral field, Vegas is giving the Bears seven and a half points uh, over under 45 points total. So Vegas is predicting a 25 to 20 game-ish um, in Green Bay's favor. Joe? All right. You all actually right. believe the Bears will win yes. this game. You said it earlier. You all actually right. believe it deep down, or, or are you being a meathead? Don't ask me that. <laughs> Don't ask. It's funny because every week you're just quickly ready to dismiss the Bears and pick against them. Even, even pick the effing Lions over the Bears. <sighs> are you asking my head or are you asking my heart? I'm asking Joe Guther. What is well, the score? Joe Guther has no freaking clue. What's uh, Joe Guther say? You know, in my in my head, of course, we lose. Of and I have a terrible week, and I make it my own identity. And I, oh, okay, yeah, I'm saying you know my usual kind of twenty to thirteen that range. But no, in my heart, and what I'm gonna walk into the game with on Sunday when I, when I flip flip the game on. No, we're winning that game. 24 to 23. We are winning that game. It's Justin Fields' statement. Time time to stick a knife right in the back of 12 and get out of our division. Go hang out and be, you know, Jacksonville Jaguar or Houston Texan or a, 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 a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Whatever you want to be. But get the hell out of my division. Justin Fields is coming with the knife. And I think, I, I think uh, – yeah, I think the Bears are going to win, 24-23. to 23. I think the Bears uh, are going to cover, and I think we're going to win. If, if, I were betting, if I were betting my real money, my heart would win. My, my, my heart w- w- would win, and I would bet on the Bears. Your real money? <laughs> I mean, I'm not betting real that- money. But if I were betting real money on the, on the four and a half, I'm taking the Bears, I'm taking the four and a half, and I'm thinking that we, that we win outright. I think that's going to have to be the name of the episode. Justin Fields is coming with a knife. Let's do it. <laughs> so did you hear like that same announcer was like, and he's yeah, going to we... carve that little black, cold, dead heart out of 12 and kick his ass out of our division. What are you going to do to Matt Nagy if the Bears win? I'm, I'm singing whatever song you have written for me. I will. I, I, poem, song. Limerick, oh, rhyme. I will read whatever you'd like me to say. <laughs> I'll do that on my standing on my head. <laughs> so that same announcer that kept calling Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, uh, was saying like, "Oh yeah, we had some times with the Bears coaching staff. We're not going to tell you which one, but we asked him deep down inside. You know, what is what is what is Justin Fields? And he said, Stone Cold Killer." And they immediately panned to Matt Nagy, and I think Matt Nagy really does want this kid to just be everything that, you know, 10 wasn't. So let's make it happen. I think he's been really careful with him, and you got to appreciate him for that. 
I, I do too. I think, you know, there was a thread this week, um, you know, talking about the plan for Justin Fields and kind of like not combating the narrative of, you know, this wasn't Matt Nagy's choice. It was came from above and blah, blah, blah. And I think there's some probably collaboration going on, you know, but I think it, it also talks about how the entire plan all along was to start Fields week four against the Lions to give him a feel for the NFL the you know week in and week out of you know traveling and being home and so on and so forth and just getting to the kids feet wet while they fulfilled their promise to Andy Dalton all of that lines up with what's been going on it makes sense uh you know a lot of the talk was you know Nagy saying you know Dalton was still the starter to to maybe shield fields a little bit and also in case something happened you know in case it went wrong that he could go back to to Dalton without any problems um and without crushing fields of spirit or whatever but I think they are all in on fields now everything is you know gearing up for this big big week against the Packers and I think I think I think Nagy does think he's a stone cold killer. And I think it's exactly what we've been saying. The guy's got ice water in his veins. He doesn't get rattled. You know, he he got hit so hard he almost puked and then came back and, and had a great had a pretty good game. I mean it was the numbers didn't show it, but he had a solid game, didn't make any stupid mistakes, and that's fantastic. So um twenty three twenty bears. Yeah, you know what I think? Uh, three for three, Luke. I think last week made me a believer. You know, if they didn't beat the Raiders, I probably wouldn't be picking the Bears today. But I do just have, I don't know. I, I have that feeling that this game is going to be very, very close and come down to the wire. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with the Bears this week. I think, I think this is it. They're going to get it done at home. You know, they have a lot. The Bears have a ton of momentum going into this game. A lot of momentum. It's going to be a matter of can they control their emotions enough to win this game and and can they put together a good enough game plan to slow down Rodgers and have, you know, put some points on the board. I think it might be higher scoring than we probably know. I'm not going to say I, I don't think it'll be super high scoring. I think it's going to be right around that 45, 44 mark. I'm going to say the Bears win this game. 24, 21, Bears victory. It's going to be close. It is going to be close. I think the defense is going to step up at the end of the game. I'm going to say the Bears won't ice it. Rodgers is going to have the ball at the end of the game under two minutes, and the Bears defense is going to make a stop, just like they did versus Brady a few years ago. Our hearts are going to be pounding. Bears Twitter is going to think that the game is over when Rodgers has the ball back, down by less than one score. The Bears defense is going to come up with a big play. It might not be a turnover. They will they'll ice the game, though. All right, I got a question before we finish this out, and this just hit me. But do you guys think that Matt Nagy understands what this rivalry means to me? It means the average Bears fan, obviously not me specifically, the average, but me, the but, average me but me, but me as a Bears fan, the knows what 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 it means to the fan base as a whole. Because really, I don't think I'm that unique to where we can go oh and whatever as long as you give me two wins against Green Bay. 
No, I don't think you're you're alone in that sentiment, Joe. I think the average Joe Bear fan is uh, very much just like Joe Gator. But do, do, uh, do, do you do think, I think that Nagy, Nagy understands? Knows? Yeah, he knows. No, he knows. Yeah, I do. I, he he knows, but I don't think he understands, Joe. I don't because I think there is there's a there's unless you unless you live it you know unless you have lived through the 20 years of being a diehard bears fan and experiencing the packers beat down all the time and experiencing the randall cobb fucking i mean all right i take that back because he did experience the randall cobb he did experience that that one week but when you if it, he doesn't he hasn't experienced it repeatedly like bears fans have so in that kind of deeper understanding, no, I, I don't think he he will ever fully feel what the fans feel. And I think that's fair. I don't it's almost unfair to ask that of him because it's not like he's been a Bears fan his whole life. So Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, almost just like uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's just like saying does does Nick Seriani understand the Eagles Cowboys rivalry or like like really it's it's the veteran players more so than the coach that has to take it upon themselves to make this week more than that. I mean, he's going to game plan like it. He he gets that part of it, but I don't think he actually has ever felt like Bears fans have because unless you have been here for the 20-plus years of this run, you don't get that feeling. He needs to walk into the stadium through the Packers suck tunnel. That's what he needs to do. He needs to understand and feel that. Like I, I don't care about any other game on the schedule right now. You, you, uh, unload the damn playbook. Unload it all. Throw them everything you have. Uh, yeah, I know it's so short-sighted and meat-headed, but you know, my one of my best friends likes that team up north, and we've been that way our whole life. And you know, I love the guy, but he's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but he's had he's had the bragging rights my whole life, basically, save for a game here, a game there. Uh, I, I, you know, the thing I loved about Lovey is he would come up to the press, uh, to the podium first and say, our first goal was to beat Green Bay. Our first goal, not winning the North, not winning the Super Bowl is to beat them. And, and you know, yes, that's so, it might be, it might, it might sound short-sighted, but that is the first goal. You, and, and we have failed so, so regularly throughout my, throughout my lifetime at the very first goal. So Matt, Go accomplish it. Accomplish the first goal. Take down that team up north. You're at home. Walk into the game through the Packers suck tunnel and listen to the people. I know you won't, but I mean, it means it means a lot. It means you can buy yourself. There's no telling how much goodwill you can buy yourself with a victory on Sunday. I know you've already started on the momentum train, and you know the heat's a little bit off you. But you, you know you want to step out of out of the kitchen into into the cooler and be be cool with your with your spot. You beat Green Bay this week, and, and you coast the rest of the season. That's what I think. You coast, you beat Green Bay this week, and I I, I think he's feeling good, and, and and the fan base is happy the rest of the year. If they beat Green Bay this week, this is a launching pad. Yes. They're, they're tied exactly. for the division lead. They're tied for the division lead. It's Green not Bay. that. I just If they beat Green Bay, this team is going to have so much confidence. It's a this. mental hurdle to clear. And you yep. clear that hurdle, you are sky is the limit. But you know what, Joe? I mean, a lot of it, for me, although he's the kid, it's the, one of the first things Justin Fields said was that, I, I, you know, I hate the Packers or whatever, whatever he said, paraphrasing. 
he has to embody that. It really falls on his shoulders That's to win what this game does. and embody this rivalry. And I know he's he's a rookie and it's asking a lot of him, but but that's exactly what 12 does for, 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 for the other team. It's his entire career, when you talk about this rivalry, he always talks about, oh, I love to play in Chicago. I love playing the Bears. I, there's nothing better than beating the Bears. Nothing better. And, 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 and you know what? F you for that. But you know what? I'm jealous. I wish that all of our players in their press conferences would, oh, there's nothing better than beating Green Bay. There's nothing better. And make that the focus. So I'm with you, Justin Fields. It's your time, big guy. Sorry, I'm just fired up. I'm just and and Chris is Chris is frozen. No, I'm I think Chris is in all right now. I'm just no, I'm looking at the schedule. Um, it's brutal. I don't care what's on the rest these, of the schedule. These, these six weeks are so fucking tough. For five weeks, six go weeks one and five. Me. I don't care. I really don't. Nah. You, you you bring me a win against the, against Green Bay, and I'll sing your praises for the rest of the year. The Bears are beating. There's a few games in there. I think they'll win. They're beating San Fran. I don't think San Fran's coming from the West Hell Coast. Hell yeah! When you and I are there, Lou, we're gonna yes, yell sir. so loud that there's no way they can get a snap in. You guys have anything else to add, Chris? Anything about this rivalry? What it means to you? Are you just ready for Sunday? Ready to sing the song? Ready to write your poem? I'll tell you the very first Packer quarterback I hated was uh, Magic Man Don Mikowski. I think it really like made me absolutely hate the Packers. There was a play where he had rolled out, and uh, I think he stepped over. It looked like he stepped over the line of scrimmage, and he threw a touchdown to his tight end, and I can't remember who it was. I want to say Bubba Franks, but that feels like too long ago. But I, I, I wanted to die. And like they didn't call him uh, ahead of the line of scrimmage, and I I hate the Packers. I hate them so much. Uh, I really want to see this this rivalry turn around. So let's go Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way he thrilled the nation with Nagy's T-formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Bear down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.